0: It's time for your weekly dose of nostalgia with the 80s and 90s Uncensored. I am Milo Denison.
1: And I'm Jamie Fenderson. And today we're talking about our celebrity crushes. And we have a special guest today. You've seen her here before. We got Genevieve from Celebrity Ketchup. Life after that thing I did.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Genevieve. Hey, thanks for coming back.
2: Hey yep. guys, I was gonna go. Ooh, celebrity crushes. That's right. Yeah, that's when it gets celebrity into celebrity
0: crushes, crushes <laughs> we got to talk to somebody that talks to celebrities.
1: <laughs> yeah, How we can't guys? do it without you. We can't <laughs> talk about celebrities without talking with Genevieve, right? That's right. You're our you're our local celebrity person, and we reserve that topic
0: for for your um, for just for you.
2: I'm honored. I'm honored you have me back.
0: Oh, wow. Pleasure. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, And you've spoken to many people's 80s celebrities crush Judd Nelson. Like, I think Mm. a lot of people had a bit of a crush on him after Breakfast Club.
2: Yeah, uh, me included, but I will say that later. Mm.
1: And I'm a hetero dude and I got a crush on that guy. (laughs)
0: How how was it talking to Judd? Like, was he friendly and social and
2: he was so I'll, I'll preface by saying, you know, I had a big crush on Judd Nelson after I watched The Breakfast Club. And so when I found out that I was going to be speaking to him, I will not lie, there was a little bit of like the 14-year-old me that was like, oh, my God, I'm going to speak to Judd. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> just again, that noise was, like, oh, my God, I'm going to go. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's got to be a ringtone. <laughs>
2: That's the noise that 14-year-old girls make when, they <laughs> when they're they about to speak to like a person they're obsessed with. Um, And uh, yeah, I was I was so excited. And, uh, but you know, as a journalist, you meet a lot of people, you know, you you meet a lot of people who you kind of fancy a little bit, but you kind of keep cool and you, you know, don't let it show. And there have been times when I've interviewed people who I have fancied and then been really disappointed after. So I didn't want this to be the case with Judd Nelson and um the day that i spoke with him it was we were having a heat wave here in london and it was so crazy crazy hot and i couldn't have a fan on in this little room because it would be picked up on the mic so i was boiling in this room we had our cameras off luckily if our cameras would be on he would have seen that i was literally sweating profusely <laughs> <laughs> and i wasn't sure if like a mixture of it was how hot it was outside and also i would think i was blushing maybe while i was speaking to him i was like oh my god i feel so hot i can't cool myself down and then we ended up speaking about ceiling fans for like the first five minutes of our conversation <laughs> <laughs> so i was like it's really hot here like have you got a fan i don't have a fan you should get a ceiling fan um but luckily I was not disappointed by him unlike some of the other people I've spoken to who I was like, ooh, you know, you're you're a bit nice looking. And then you speak to them in person and then you kind of feel like, mm, you're a bit boring. You're quite oh. disappointing. <laughs> oh. Naming no uh, names. Of
0: course. Uh, but I would love Judd Nelson though because he's kind of a bit of a Hollywood outsider type. Mm-hmm. And he's a bit anti-establishment in a lot of ways, like he's he works within the system, but he also kind of speaks out about some of the wrongs that are within the system of like the the games you got to play as an actor and like, you know, how you have to work, with you get the right agents and that kind of stuff, how much all this other crap goes into play about being an actor. Beyond just your natural talent as an actor, all the other stuff they have to do, which is nice because he's kind of honest about that, which is I think kind of refreshing.
2: Yeah, he was. I was surprised how honest he was in the episode actually talking about his his acting career and the state of the acting industry. And he at one point he said um, he gave an analogy of uh, it's a very uh, it's a very famous. American horse. <laughs> I was saying an American horse. So the only one I can think of a Sea Seabiscuit, but I don't mean Seabiscuit. Who's that other Secretariat? famous? Secretariat?
0: Is that the yeah, other famous horse? was it?
2: Secretariat. Yeah. I was, was going saying... to say the
1: Budweiser horse, but I
2: <laughs> don't know. Um... He was saying that the jockey that rode Secretariat, um, he, you could probably say that he's not ridden another horse since. And you could make that argument of his career since the Breakfast Club, that he's done nothing since the Breakfast Club. Um, And he was very honest even though he's got like you know some hundred odd credits to his name he was the voice of of uh, hot rod in transformers for god's sakes (laughs) Um, you know he's done lots of stuff he did um suddenly susan he he was like golden globe nominated yeah he's done a lot but you know he was the victim of being part of the the brat pack in a in commas which he didn't really want to be part of and got kind of tarnished with this thing of being a difficult actor and yeah he was talking about the state of the business and how he he's with an agent there's there's like two agents and an assistant and they look after 70 actors and it's not a good place to be as an actor because he you know, he doesn't even get a chance to look at a lot of stuff. He said, what's not depressing is the fact that, you know, he's not playing, he's not reading for the lead now, he's reading for the dad of the lead. He said, you know, that's life, he's getting older, that's fine. But the thing that bugs him is that he doesn't even get an opportunity to read for those parts. He doesn't even find out about them because his agent doesn't, doesn't tell him. I mean, you know, he doesn't even get to know about it. And, you know, it was really refreshing to hear him be so honest about it. I don't think a lot of actors would probably want to stick their head up above the parapet and admit to that in case it harmed their future chances of work but you know kudos to him yeah, good for him
0: uh but i know jamie's just dying to interrupt here to ask about george DeKay.
2: yeah i am <laughs>
0: how did you bag george Decay? <laughs>
2: He was offered to me, actually. He was. <laughs> I didn't have to ask for that one. He he came to me, which was quite nice. Wow! And he is making his West End debut at the ripe old age of eighty-five. He's just started um, on the sixth of January, so this week. Um, Allegiance, which opened in uh the States, um, I trying to think it's quite a while ago now. I think it was twenty thirteen when it first opened, and um, then transferred to Broadway, and now it's coming to the West End. And it tells the story of his experiences when he was a child. He was five years old and he was in a American um prison camp. This was during the Second World War when all these Japanese Americans were all rounded up and put into prison camps and it's not the natural topic for a musical, <laughs> to mm. say, but I haven't seen it, but apparently it's feel good. <laughs> um should be
0: interesting. Yeah. <laughs> not like Hogan's Heroes yeah. or something, right? But he's, but he's starring in it as well, right? Yes, he
2: is. Yeah. That's which is crazy. amazing. Because it's like I, yeah. eight shows a week, only one day off, which is a gruelling schedule for Younger
0: people. Somebody in their 20s. Absolutely. In the
2: West End. But yeah, he's he's on every night. Um, And and it runs until April here. So I'm really looking forward to seeing it. Um, Yeah, me too. It was. Yeah, I was. I feel really, really lucky to have been able to speak to him. He was my season five opener. We had such a good chat. He's in really good form. He tells some really, really good stories. And I I could listen to him talk all day with his voice. I, I think awesome.
0: everybody feels that way. I saw an animation. It's just a short animation that he narrated. And I think it's just a squirrel walking through the wor- 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 woods, right? Mm-hmm. And the squirrel's walking and George Takei is doing the narration for it. And normally it's okay. It'd be probably be okay if it was somebody else. But the fact that they got George Takei to do it. And you're like, this is so cool. This little <laughs> walking squirrel through the woods and George Takei. Because he's got an amazing voice. And completely recognizable. As soon as you hear it, you're like, George K. Yeah. Yep.
2: I don't know if you've heard it, but there's this song when I was promoting the episode on Instagram. There's this song called George K., which I used to promote it. And once you hear it, you can't get it out of your head. It literally goes, George K. Oh, yeah. George K. You're so wonderful. George K. It's just, oh, uh, my husband has to like. He tells me off now when I play it because once he hears it, he's, he's very susceptible to being earwormed and it's in his head all afternoon. Oh, no. Um, I hope I haven't now put that in vampire suggestion. You'll be still totally in day. my head.
0: <laughs> it will be. My
1: son's going to hate me because I'm, pl- I'm going to play George Decay all day. George Decay. I'm going
0: to walk out of the living room and my wife will be like, What are you George doing? Takei.
1: George Decay. He's in your head. George Decay. <laughs> so, your, your episode, um, your interview introduced. Americans. I didn't know about this show or that he was on it, but he was on kind of like some kind of survivor show and eating some weird shit.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. It's like one of the highest rated TV shows here in the UK. And the premise is you get a bunch of celebrities and you fly them out to the Australian jungle and they have to survive on basic rations of rice and beans. And they do various humiliating tasks to earn food for the camp to eat. And George was on it, 2008. And he finished third, because it's the winners that voted by the public. And um, on the, the last trial that he had to do was eating various things. And he ate some cockroaches, live cockroaches, some witchety ah. grubs, which are like these big giant caterpillar things. He, and, and he ate um, kangaroo's penis. Which is literally the funniest piece of television I've ever seen. If nobody has seen it, YouTube it. It is very, very funny. But I think the first thing he says when he looks at it, because it they have like these plates with cloches and they reveal what's under it. And it, these two little little kangaroo penises that are have like a little furry <laughs> ring around them and uh, and George just looks at it and goes oh cute little things aren't they yeah. <laughs> it's very funny and uh, and it's just he's trying to eat them and it's all the faces that he's pulling while he's eating them and struggling and uh, it's literally it's the funniest thing I've ever seen
0: Oh, wow. like if little, you're slightly squeamish, leather, don't right?
2: watch it though, but otherwise it's very, very funny.
0: Wow, props to him for <laughs> doing that. He was chewing
1: on it like, like, like jerky, man, like, like, like leather. Wow, yeah, and
2: uh, he ended up failing. on. Uh, they offered him a camel's testicle and then he declined. He was like, no, can't, can't do it anymore. He's
0: like, I'm done, that's it. <laughs>
2: yeah. so draw the line at the thing. testicles, the penis yeah. is fine. <laughs>
0: Oh, he's so great. Okay, well, we should jump into our show, which is Celebrity Crushes from Mm. uh, when we were younger. So, Jamie, this was your idea. I think we should make you go first. Does that sound fair?
1: Yeah. So, Milo often says I had a little bit too much of a libido when I was a little kid, because I remember having crushes when I was a little kid. And one of those crushes was Aaron Gray, who played Colonel Wilma Deering on Buck Rogers uh, back in the, the old days? And I had a huge crush on on her because she's like this cool space commander and she's flying around in spaceships blasting bad guys. But then she gets out of her spaceship and she's a total hottie and wearing like this silver tights and all that. I was like, oh, Colonel Deering, I want to fly in that spaceship with you, girl. Totally. And I was just a little kid, but I I knew that one day. Uh, Aaron Gray would be would be my my wife, but it never it didn't happen that way. Um, <laughs> not yet.
2: He's still alive. <laughs> well, yeah. she's
1: been married since like 1991, so it doesn't look like that's ending anytime soon. But one interesting a couple, of interesting facts about her. One, she's like a into the ancient arts, so she is an instructor instructor of Tai Chi and Qigong Gong at UCLA. Huh. And she also auditioned for the role of captain catherine janeway on star trek voyager i would have loved to have her in that role that would have been fantastic yeah she could even wear those silver tights and just continue that space commander thing that'd be that'd be rad but yeah i mean she's a hottie who wears silver tights and like blasts bad guys in spaceships
0: and I totally had a crush on her, dude. Yeah. Well, what's great about her, too, is like she's a good female role model, especially for that era, right? So she's a colonel, which means she actually outranks Captain Buck Rogers. Yeah. Uh, besides. It, but being in the tight outfits and willing, he- wearing heels, she manages to still fight the bad guys, fly a spaceship, shoot laser guns. She's smart. She's tough. She's great. Uh, yeah, She's, she's commanding
1: people because she's the colonel. Right. So people yeah. are like, oh, she might be the hottie, but they're listening to her because she's got the rank. She's got the command. Right. That's
0: right. So, she's girl power before. That was the thing. Girl
1: power before girl power. Colonel William De- Wilma Deering. Right on. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Jamie I wanted to like do this when you said that name because that's also who I put on my list. You did do it. <laughs> I totally did. It's on my... <laughs> I was like, yes. No, Come I on. was wondering
1: why you knew so much about her. I'm like, because I got my and notes. You, and, you, and you were like, oh, and she's all this and that. And I'm like, yeah, Milo. That's that. How did did you just look that up? What's up, what dog? What little
0: a boy of the '80s did not have Aaron Gray on his first crush list? Come on. Right on.
1: <laughs> I knew I like you for a
0: reason. Oh, bro. she's the best. That's so awesome. <laughs> uh, all right, Genevieve, was Aaron Gray your first celebrity crush as well?
2: Uh, no, I'm afraid not. <laughs> I'm not in the Aaron Gray fan club <laughs> with you two. I mean, we kind of touched on John Nelson there, <laughs> he was uh, quite quite a big uh, impression on me uh, in in my youth. But um, I, I'm going to throw out a couple of '90s names that that I had crushes on. So this was kind of like around 94. So I was like 14 at the time. Jonathan Taylor Thomas, who was the middle child Randy from Home Improvement.
1: Well, he was the voice of Simba too, <laughs> he remember He was the Lion voice King? of
2: Simba and the Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> JTT as we like to call him. of uh, um, course. <laughs> um i was 13 right i was like That's 13, okay, yeah. 14 and and he was like only a year younger than me so he was kind of like you know around the same age but i did have posters of him on my wall i think it was the the curtains i don't know is that what you called the hairstyle in the in the 90s oh, like, like the bangs um, it's like the, the floppy thing? flare. yeah we oh, called them we curtains in in the uk i don't know what
0: we called. we don't know if we had a name for that but curtains works <laughs> yeah it works yeah. we'll call them curtains
2: I like it, it was, uh, so it was Jonathan Taylor Thomas who I had on my wall and I also had um, Ryder Strong from Boy Meets World who was not not the lead he was the lead's best friend also had curtains also had curtains there was a theme here, of a hair. basically I was just attracted to a hairstyle in the 90s, that was it. When we got to 96, 97, it was Jared Leto, he also had curtains. It was literally just a hairstyle that I was in love with like, for a so, decade.
1: If you want to get in with Genevieve, just just put the curtains on. Yes. I All guess so. Do it's coming like back
2: you. now, the weird thing is curtains are coming back. I've noticed young people sporting curtains again.
1: You must like that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> there are some other people who I won't mention because <laughs> they perhaps have grown up to be not very nice people, but when they were younger, <laughs> they seemed nice. But now they've gotten older. Is like, hmm, yeah, and I used to have a crush on you. Yeah, you jerks.
0: so ashamed of myself. Oh, yeah. You had my heart, and then, I, and then you grew up to be a jerk.
2: If, yeah, I, that. if I knew then, knew then what I know now. Oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I had
0: my 90s crush was uh, Jennifer Connelly. That was my oh, 90s era's crush. And I mean, and luckily, she's a couple years older than me. So it's OK when I saw Labyrinth that I was like, oh, so pretty. Uh That was my first introduction to her and being crushing on her. And she's like, the thing is, even now, she still gets almost always put on the like most sexy celebrity list and all this other stuff. But she's smart. She went to Yale as an English major, uh, went to Stanford. She's fluent in French and Italian. Uh So... Brains and beauty. Brains and beauty, exactly. (laughs) Name any of her films. And she's just absolutely gorgeous and uh, a great talent as an actor and super smart. And that that was my 90s childhood celebrity crush.
2: And this is going to be very superficial of me to say as well, but... She never succumbed to the trend of having thinner eyebrows mm. in the 90s. She kept her eyebrows the entire time.
0: Yeah. You're you yep, no for those. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, stood up to that. So, uh, props to her. So. kept that Brooke Shields action alive. That's
1: <laughs> what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, she's great. So, I, my 90s crush is Alanis Morissette. Wow. Okay. Really? Yeah. So, she she's pretty, but she's got this approachable pretty, like this kind of you could know her like maybe you go to school with her or something or maybe she's your neighbor kind of pretty not like this exuberantly super gorgeous it's like this kind of hometown pretty right and and i think her music's kind of cool and it's kind of this she kind of angry in, in her songs which i don't know kind of it's kind of hot in a way because it's like yeah she kind of angry maybe she'd be kind of good to hang out with at the dive
0: bar and, and, and then when she, gets... dumps, she, when she dumps you, she, she'll write a song about you, Jamie.
1: Yeah, dude, right? Wouldn't that be awesome <laughs> to have a? He,
0: he took me to the dive bar after the wine bar, and now I hate him. <laughs> yeah, I, hate hey, I got a
1: blue ribbon, cheat mother. What? What? Okay.
2: And I've still got one hand in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: So uh, she's Canadian, so she's super exotic, right? <laughs> <laughs> and the mayor in 1996 uh the mayor of Ottawa uh proclaimed Alanis Morissette day mm. so march 8th is Alanis Morissette day which is like the day after my birthday so i could I, like we could get we could get it on at the dive bar and kind of and when we get up kind of like beat up and hung over we can just kind of chill out and celebrate Alanis Morissette day in Ottawa you you have to go to Ottawa though cuz it's not anywhere else it's just in Ottawa but
2: and what no. happens on Alanis Morissette Day?
1: I don't know. Probably people play a lot of Alanis Morissette music in Ottawa. I guess <laughs> they get ironic. They t- they take little jagged pills or something. I don't know. <laughs> I, uh,
0: I remember when that CD came out and uh, you know I was getting all the radio play at the time. And I'm talking to a friend of mine and and we both were like, because you know we were dudes, right? And we we're like, and I, at one point I'm like, you know. I kind of hate to admit this, but I kind of like Alanis Morissette. And he's like, you know what? I do, too. And because, you know, guys, we got to listen to guy music or whatever back then. Now, it's it's
1: kind of chick music, right? But it's chick music that guys like. And and if any guy
0: says they don't like it, they're lying. They're
1: totally lying. They just want to be like act tough, but they totally like it. So Mm -hmm. if they're like, I don't like Alanis Morissette. That's chick's music. No, you're lying. Stop lying.
0: Stop lying to yourself, dude. Stop lying to yourself. she was cool
2: though. She was cool she was. with the way that she did it. She was, you know, very. She say, you know, she was angsty and angry, and it wasn't like sugar pop. Yeah. So it was okay if I think if you were a guy to like her because it wasn't like you were listening to Celine Dion or Jamie Brit- Britney Spears. Yeah, <laughs> hey. it's Jamie. Eliza Morissette. <laughs> Hey, she's, she's cool. Canadian too, though. She's exotic. <laughs> she's
0: French Canadian. It's okay to listen to Celine Dion. I liked uh, a lot of that music. I, I didn't like Celine Dion, but I liked you Jewel. You did too, liar. I, I like Jewel and uh, and, uh, and stuff, but I, I didn't really listen to Celine Dion.
2: Can Journey. I ask you guys a question? Yeah. Do you talk about your teenage crushes with your significant others?
0: Uh, I would. I wouldn't have any problem. I mean, she but, listens but, to this podcast. But, I mean, social, have, you, uh, have you?
2: Have you? Have you already had in-depth conversations with your no. significant others about your teen celebrity crushes? Because my husband has with me multiple times. <laughs> who, who
0: is your husband's teen celebrity crush?
2: So whenever any of these people come on TV, he is very quick to tell me, I used to have a crush on her. So it's <laughs> this three of them. So it's, just, it's not like it's just three of them. <laughs> Terry Hatcher.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Jennifer Love Hewitt. Oh, yeah. And Alicia Silverstone. Oh,
0: yeah. Every boy (laughs) had a crush on Alicia Silverstone as well. All three of
1: those are good choices. Yeah. Good choices. (laughs) Terry Hatcher, she was Lois Lane.
2: Yeah, but he liked her before that. He liked her from... Yeah, I
1: liked her when she was in Tango and Cash. Yeah, and so that. Tango oh, yeah. This Tango ah, and classic. Cash is like the
2: first film that he saw her in. And from that moment, he was smitten. She's and then Jennifer Love Hewitt was from um, once he Art, saw her Artie in Party of 5. Five. That was... was that she was, a bit young then? Well, no, I guess
0: if he was the same, similar age. Yeah, I think she was, age, yeah, think right, she was yeah. like
2: 16, I think, when she did that. At
0: the time? Okay, that's fine then.
2: Yeah, 16, 17. Yeah. I mean, so was my husband at the same time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying so, so it's okay. So, There's nothing yeah. wrong
0: with it. <laughs> 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 that's fine. Yeah, I think that's our
1: celebrity crushes, huh? I think that is. Good celebrity hey, crushes. Hey, Genevieve, do you wanna do you wanna do a bit real quick and tell us about your trip to Seattle?
2: Yeah, sure. So um <laughs> in October I um, I did a I did a mammoth three and a half week. Panama Canal cruise, which culminated in me getting attacked by a parrot in Colombia. But that's another story. I ended up up going to hospital, four and a half hours, x-rays, tetanus shot, two lots of antibiotics and ligament damage. But anyway, Um. at the start of the cruise, (laughs) we we sailed (laughs) out of uh, Seattle. And uh, we had a couple of days in Seattle first before we got on the ship because we'd never been to Seattle before. So we thought, you know, we'll go and spend a couple of days. And uh, this was just after you, you guys had all those fires, didn't you? It had been really hot and you'd had yep. all these fires and there's loads of smog. And And the day we arrived was like the first day that it was clear. That was like clear air. So we, we missed all that, luckily. Um, but it was raining. <laughs> um, Welcome to I Seattle. In Seattle? Hell you say. Yeah. And obviously, like, you know, it rains in England a lot. But the thing that we noticed immediately was that nobody carries umbrellas in Seattle. Like, we're, the, you could tell who the tourists were because they were the ones who were carrying umbrellas. Like, where are all the other umbrellas? Why don't the locals use them? They're just walking around wearing hoodies or mm-hmm. on those little scooters, which are illegal in this country, but everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you can see them everywhere in Seattle.
0: Yeah.
2: Um but yeah, it was really good. We um we went to Snoqualmie Falls, which I believe Jamie, you went there once with an ex-girlfriend. Well, I
1: live down the street from it. You you actually Pat, remember you messaged me and you're like, yeah, hey, we're like I'm driving past your exit. By. I'm like, Well hey, why don't you come hang out? Your husband and bring him, we'll go to the dive bar, we'll we'll get we'll play some jukebox, play some pool. Drink some past blue ribbon. Maybe have a little too much. Get into a fight with some goons out back. You're like, nah, I'm on a
0: cruise. I can't come. I'm Genevieve's like, like uh, I'm way too cool for that, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> you.
2: Yeah, we passed you, and um, we well, we do
1: pass on by.
2: So we we actually wanted to go to because um, I, I didn't realize that Bruce Lee. Was buried mm-hmm. in seattle and um we were gonna stop by his grave and we were really pushed for time so we only had one and a half days before we got on the ship and i thought oh, maybe we'll get uh like an uber there and back from everywhere we but i don't know if it was like surge pricing was on or something but it was basically gonna cost us almost 60 dollars from pike place market it was you almost 60, walk that 60 dollars and it was like <laughs> wow i was like well like, we want to see bruce lee's grave but do we want to see it? $60 much. <laughs> no way. Um, and so unfortunately, we didn't go and see it. Maybe next time. Um, yeah. But yeah, let was great. We did the Underground City Tour thing. I love the Underground our,
0: City Tour. Like, That's a lot of fun. proper
2: touristy stuff. Um, we did that. We went to, um, we took a picture of the, the, we took a picture of the Starbucks, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the first Starbucks. <laughs> My husband really loves coffee, but that was a very long line outside. So we thought, eh, we oh, won't this... do that. We'll just take a picture of it. Uh, we went up to, there's, I can't remember the name of it now. We just went up to like this really, rather than going up the Space Needle, we went up to this high point and then took a picture over. Oh, um, 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 Queen to see the Yes,
0: mm-hmm.
2: where the all the rich posh houses were.
0: Yeah.
2: We went up there. But it was, unfortunately, it was just kind of raining a I would rather lot.
0: do the Queen Anne view than the Space Needle view, actually. I think it's a lot nicer.
2: I think it's good just because you get to see the Space Needle in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's great being up the Space Needle, but you can't see the Space Needle. Um, so, yeah, we did a lot. Of, I managed to pack a lot in, in our day and a half. Shame about the weather, that it was so wet. But, yeah, it was a... It was a really nice time. Very, very quick. We're, we'll definitely come back again.
1: Well, when you come back again, you need more, more than just a day and a half. And if you don't want to dive it up, we can go to the wine bar, bring your husband, and, and then we'll just hang out there. If you don't want to dive it up, we can class it up.
2: Well, there was that, what's that place called? Dick's.
1: Oh, yeah, oh, Dick's. the drive-in. Yeah.
2: Yes. So, we, so you recommended that and we thought, oh, you know, maybe we'll go and eat there. But then we realized that it's like a, a drive-in and we didn't have a car and there was no seating. And I didn't really think an Uber driver would particularly like it if we were just like, <laughs> <laughs> just take us to You just eat in your car.
1: <laughs> Red Mill Burgers, did you go there?
2: No, because we shouldn't have any transport. So it was like, you know, we'll stay quite localized with, you know, where we were and. Well,
0: it's a good spot anyway. Yeah, that's cool. Next
2: time we'll go. Yeah.
0: Exactly, you don't want to see everything in once because then you have no reason to go back.
2: Yeah, I think we could definitely do a week next time.
0: Yeah, you can come to Issaquah. We can tear it up. Don't go to Issaquah.
2: (laughs) Go to Issaquah. There's (laughs) nothing in Issaquah.
0: Poor Jamie. I'm always ripping on his hood. You're whatever. You from the. You're from the hood, not me. All right. Okay. Well, we need to wrap this up because we are out of time. So, as always, Genevieve, it was a pleasure talking to you, and we love hearing your stories of the amazing people you talk to. Absolutely. Anytime, anytime. As always, you can find Genevieve on. Celebrity catch-up, life after that thing I did. Is to say, fantastic Good job, show. Milo. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> First and, time, uh, dude. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> uh, fantastic. Uh, both Jamie and I are avid listeners, and we recommend anyone listening to us listening to that. And with that, we will say we are out of here. Like Jamie's chances of ever getting one of his celebrity crushes to go with him to the wine bar.
1: <laughs> one day, one of them's gonna go to the wine bar with me, just out of pity, and then Whatever I, I works. will have proved, proved you wrong, sir. <laughs> <laughs>